This is the Dope Ass Podcast, where I invite you and my guests to wander into the beautiful shit show that is life. From parenting to intimate confessions, nothing is off the table. I'm your host, Andrea Levoff, and I'm here to say the things that we're all thinking, but rarely say out loud. Take a breath, loosen up, and enjoy the show. This is a Soulfire production. All right, you guys, I am back. It's season two. Thank you, everybody, for joining me. I am back. I've got my lashes on. I got my leopard on. You never know what you're going to say when you got your lashes and your leopard on. It's true, though, you guys, if we've learned one thing in quarantine, it's getting dressed, doing your makeup, putting on some lashes, putting on some clothes. It's amazing what that can do for us. You know, it just we all tried it. We all tried to sit around in our sweats. We sat around in our sweats for six months. Sometimes we still do, but it is not good for the motivation, at least for me. I got to get dressed. I got to show myself in the world that I am alive and I'm ready to go. Don't so much feel that way in sweats. There's still time for that, but you got to get dressed from time to time. So let's get into it because these last nine months have been, um, they've been hard, y'all. I mean, you know that, you know that. And I wanted to talk today about specifically about motherhood in this journey, because we all know that when our kids went on lockdown and came out of the schools in March, we were not prepared for this. None of us, when we became uh, mothers, well, maybe a handful of us who knew that we wanted to homeschool our kids, that was not in the job description, y'all. Okay. That was when I had kids, I was never like, I'm going to have kids um, I'm going to, you know, be the best mom I can be. I'm going to take them to music classes when they're three and four. And then when it's time for them to go to school, I'm going to say, mm, no, I'm going to do that myself too. Um, yeah, that was not in my job description, in my mind of what motherhood would be. So to slide was surprised by that experience would be an understatement. And I think a lot of us can relate to the overwhelm of having to work and prepare meals and keep the house clean and just generally keep our shit together. Um, that, that was generally and genuinely, that was a new word that I just invented, but really just to keep our shit together while we parented and were emotional support and were teachers. So let's just all collectively take a breath and exhale that breath because that was a lot. And I, to be honest, I'm still not over it. I'm still processing it. And I probably will be for decades. And really my plea, if I could say anything before this is over, is for everyone just to be kind to each other because there's a lot of mom shaming going on right now. A lot of mom judging She's sending her kids to school. She's choosing not to send her kids to school, talking about other people's choices as far as, um, are you being really strict on your quarantine? Are you going out like it never happened? And we really all are just doing the best that we can, truly. And so my uh, invitation to everybody and to other moms 
would be to stop judging other moms for what they're choosing to do because when we judge, we suffer ourselves. So just drop the judgment. You never know why someone's making that decision. Someone could not be sending their kids to school because they have a immunocompromised person in their family or they just don't feel comfortable. And I have to be honest, whoever's not choosing to send their kids to school did not do that decision lightly because I bet you 99% of us want our kids out of the house for at least some time period during the day when they're developmentally able because we need a break. We need a break. There is only one instance where I will be okay with judgment. And that is if you send your kid to school sick this year, that is not okay under any circumstances. Runny nose, those terrible coughs where the moms are like, oh, yes, he's had the cough for like six weeks and no idea what's wrong. I don't care what's wrong. Don't send them to school. Guys, oh, he doesn't have a fever. He took Tylenol. Tylenol does not cure the fever. It cures the symptoms. Come on, people. We can't be doing that this year. That is the only, that is the only time I will allow judgment from moms. Just, just if you feel like you need to talk to someone about it, just DM me and we'll talk about it. Can't believe that bitch Sheila did that. Okay. So I said, I said my piece on that because I've seen a lot of that on social media and it's just not cool. Like who, and who cares really? I've just never really understood that. So if you want me to walk you through my decision-making process. Well, let's back up because of course in Andrea Loveoff form, I can't make anything easy. And so I had to actually use this pandemic to switch schools. So we actually switched to a new school this year, um, which, eh, you know, there's already so much change going on. Some could say that it was too much, but not for us because we are superhumans in the Loveoff household. So we switched schools, decided the current school, it, while it was lovely, it just wasn't working for us. So we decided to switch the schools of our kids during a pandemic. Yes, I will pre-record this and give this to all their therapists for future reference. Um, yeah, so it was really kind of a gut decision. I felt like it wasn't the best place for our kids. It wasn't working for our family. And now looking back, I'm happy I did it, but it was not without some hiccups. Um, and whenever we heard that the school was going to be back in session, honestly, my decision-making process went like this. Yes, they're going back. Uh, for our family, quarantine was such a shit show as far as home learning. There's another side to it that was really lovely, but the home learning portion of it was not met with open arms by either of our children. Um, it was more of an invitation to mess around on electronics all day. And because we didn't have the capacity to watch them, uh, Anna did not necessarily excel in school, but she did excel in TikTok. And honestly, it provided a lot of unnecessary friction in our relationship that I'll talk about on a future podcast, but it was not good, y'all. Like, it was just not good. It just it just kind of opened up this opportunity for us to sort of bicker all day in this power struggle that we're still untangling from. So when the school said, we are going back, I said, 
Yes. I didn't even think twice about it. Honestly, Max asked me in the car the other day if it was more important. You guys, he really said this. He said, is it more important for um, us to go to school or for me to die? And I really didn't have an answer for that. No, I'm kidding. I said, obviously, Max, it's more important for you to go to school. But like I said, it was it was a gut decision that we made as a family because it's what works best for our family. And we trust the school and we trust that they're wearing masks and they're doing the best we can. And quite honestly, I don't know how long this is going to last. Are they going to be able to go the whole year? Probably not. Maybe. I hope. But it's what works for us now. So I encourage all of you moms out there to unapologetically just own what is best for your family. If it's home learning, God bless, Godspeed. I don't even want to hear about it because it'll stress me out. But you do you. And I get it. And I think what we all sort of need right now is just to tune in and to think about what is best for us and what's best for our family is that I stay sane. And so that when they do come home from school and when we do have bigger crises that we're dealing with, I am uh, filled up enough to, you know, deal with those things. So that's that, y'all. That's why I decided to send them back to school. And if anyone has any questions, you can DM me. You guys, that's totally leaving out the fact that I have no experience in teaching. I'm even a worse teacher than I am a worse parent. And I, they're learning better. I mean, they are thriving as much as they can during this pandemic. And kids have anxieties about this too, you guys. And I think sending them is making them a little bit less fearful about everything that's going on because fear is a motherfucker. Yep, I said it. And I'd be lying if I said that there was no fear. I definitely have fears around them going back. <laughs> like a week before they started, I was sort of like, should I be doing this? And isn't that how fear works, you guys? It just sort of creeps in. If it's not full throttle at the beginning, it always seems to creep in at the end and say, mm, are you sure you're making the right decision? Did you think about this? And did you think about this? And did you think about that? But luckily, my desire for free time and for my kids to actually learn something is greater than my fear. That's how fear operates. You guys, you got to find a why that's greater than your fear. It's got to be bigger and you can feel it, but you got to do it anyway. And that's what I do every morning when I push them out the car on their way to school. I say, I know you're afraid, but you got to go. Bye. I mean, you guys, I was basically Max's and Anna kind of just gave up. So that was, you know, that was that. But I was basically Max's personal assistant. I mean, he would wake up in the morning. I'd get his computer prepared. I'd get his breakfast. Be like, um, Max Loveoff, you have a Zoom call at 9.15 a.m. And I'm going to reach, try to reschedule your Spanish call before your activity break because I know you prefer to have your lunch sitting at your desk um, playing Roblox. So I'm trying to reschedule all that, sir, if you'd just be patient with me so we can figure that out. Thanks. Bye. I mean, seriously, we all became our eight-year-old's assistants. And that was the biggest pill for me. That's a, maybe not maybe not the biggest pill of 2020, but that was definitely one of the bigger pills of 2020 to swallow. My biggest regret through the home learning process was the fact that when we were building our house, I decided not to put locks on the doors. And well, they were babies. No one was, you know, no one was going in the doors. They were just laying there in their cribs. 
And as you get bigger, um, you know, they start to come indoors and come into doors when you don't want them to come into doors and you need a little bit of time. And so I think the biggest lesson, and I said this, I think I said this on another podcast, but we all thought before this, there was a lock on the front door, a lock on the back door. We all thought before 2020 that the biggest, uh, the things we should fear the most are coming from the outside, right? Intruders and all this. And this is metaphorically as well. When we all know the scariest things in life are on the inside and the hardest things to face. So <laughs> I thought that was a funny little metaphor because there's some shadow work going on, you know, whether you like it or not. So it's time to turn, it's time to turn inward, my friends. And now that they're, they're back in school, my biggest challenge or my biggest lesson is trying not to fill up my schedule and to become busy again, like I was before. Okay. I had a friend say to me, she said, what do you miss the most about, about this time? And I said, I miss being busy. I miss like sort of filling up my days with stuff and the things that I normally can't do, the things that I normally did before I can't do all of them. And I think part of that was an escape for me. Um, not having to deal with some of the other things that were going on that needed to be addressed. And so my my challenge is that I have to, now that I have all this time, I have to keep that slow pace and I have to keep looking at those things and doing those things internally, the work that I could avoid before. And also she <laughs> she said, you know, you're, you know, you didn't seem that busy. And I'm like, well, I think what I miss is being out. Like I just miss being out of the house. So that's that's a challenge. And I'm sure that's something that we can all sort of relate to that when we start to slow down and now that my kids are back and life is returning sort of back to normal um, to really just take that time to slow down and do those things, the hard work that we all are being called to do right now. So this season, I really want to explore some of these themes and Obviously with a funny lens, but let's get in. Let's dig in. 2020 is calling us to do so. So let's do it. I think we can do it in a fun way and a lighthearted way, but let's do it so we can not do this again. And here is an unpopular opinion. Uh, newsflash, just because the clock in the calendar says it's 2021 doesn't mean that we aren't going to still be dealing with the same stuff. So there's nothing magical about New Year's Eve 2020, except that, that we're all going to be like, oh, that was the worst year and that was terrible. And oh my God, I'm so glad it's over. But you're going to wake up. What's that quote? Wherever you go, there you are. We're going to wake up 2021. It's going to be much of the same unless we start to shift and do that work. So I think this is an opportunity. And I wanted to share a quote that I just absolutely absolutely love. And it's never let a good crisis go to waste. So what are you going to do with this time? What are we going to learn from it? And what do we hope to call forward in the future? I love it. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Sit with that for a bit, friends. Friends.